Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. John, thank you for taking the time to hop on. Hey, my pleasure. It's the best time of year. It's just like when I'm at my peak of relevance. So it's good. Happy to join. No, no, no doubt about it. There's a lot of people, as we know, that are, are directing their attention towards the March Madness tournament. But before we get there... Uh, what are your thoughts on, on what took place this past Saturday out at Wake? Well, look, I'm, I think I'm, maybe I'm contrarian in some ways, uh, but I also think I'm a bit of a logician when it comes to things that happen. And uh, in our sport, what we do really well is overreact. Like, we do that. Like, earlier this season, Kansas looked good, and we're like, there's not a team better than Kansas. They might win it all. They're going to win it all, final four bound. And then they lost. And then it was like, but Arizona, Arizona looks as good as anybody. And it's Purdue. Like, we overreact to everything. I mean, how many times have we had a little scuffle in a handshake line, and it turns out that we go, we just need to do away with the handshakes. And it's like, really? How about being an adult, right? How about, like, there's a, there's a better first step than just do away with it because recently something happened. And I look at court storming, and first got to put it into context. Storming the court is a bunch of people who are excited that, that a win happened against somebody you're not supposed to win. That's a good thing. It's fun. But it's also something that gets people to want to go to games, right? If you're a student, you want to have reasons to go. If, if we're not being honest with the reality that college basketball is down, like viewership is down, people in attendance, it's down. So if that's the case and, and there's this kind of waning interest in the game – we need to do a better job of giving people reasons to want to be there, reasons to say, hey, maybe there'll be an upset we can storm the court. If that's what gets you there, and I'm sure there was a few people in that Wake Forest crowd that that's all they wanted, then great. But what the, what's the logical next step? The logical next step is saying, all right, you've got 70 you know, yellow coat security guards, whatever they are, ushers, you know, in the, in the arena to just stand there while the, the Roman mob just piles through them, why don't you take 10 to 15 of your best, your most experienced security guards, ushers, whatever they are, and say, look, what a court storming situation, your job is to get the opposing players to safety. That is your sole purpose. Your job is to be there with them. Your job is to be around them. Your job is to witness anything that happens to them because I want you to report on it, right? Like a bouncer, right? Give these players a bouncer if that's the case. They're already down on the floor. They're prepared for the court storm. They're just not going to do anything about it. So instead of doing away with something that I do think is it's fun for students, it, it again, connects students to, 
college basketball at a time where there's a lot of other things that people could be doing, just like like sitting at home and looking at TikTok or playing Fortnite or God knows what else is popular these days. Like, I just think we should be careful not to overreact and be a little bit more, I don't know, um, calculated about it. Right? Let's actually say, look, we like this. It's a fun thing. Good for them. They beat a team that they're not supposed to beat. And, oh, by the way, it's Duke. Anybody who beats Duke wants to storm the court, even if Duke isn't even ranked. So I just I think there are better ways to go about it instead of being so absolute with everything and saying like let's just do away with it let's let's be a little bit more calculated and consider the fact that we like the fan engagement we just don't like when it becomes an issue well there are ways to, to keep it from being an issue as opposed to just doing away with it completely. John Crispin is here with us from Westwood One covers all things college basketball. Well, John, I feel like the, the no fun police because it didn't take this incident for me not yep. to necessarily be a fan of it. Well, let me ask you this. That's your thought process on, on what they could do. What do you think is, is likely over these next several weeks, months, or, or years ahead? I even know your mark is saying, oh, all of the commissioners were going to get together and figure something out. What do you think is likely to happen as a result? You know what that sounds like? It, it sounds like the federal government that just got caught doing something right which lord knows what the you know pick one you know it's like oh no bad press we're all going to meet and figure this out it's like well you didn't think about this before so you're only meeting to figure this out to appease someone right who is that someone is it duke is it john shire is it kyle filipowski or is it just the mass of people that are sharing opinions on this like, at some point, I mean, that's what we did with NIL. It's what we did with the transfer portal. It's not like we were ahead of that issue. No, we were behind it like everything else. It is, is you know, cover your own, you know what. I mean, that, that's really what this is. Oh, we're going to make sure we get this right. Well, if you really cared to get anything right, you would be ahead of it. You would say, hey, you know what, we've noticed player safety is becoming an issue. What about Caitlin Clark? Wait, we forget about Caitlin Clark that got hit. Now, all of a sudden, it's another player, and, oh, he might get hurt. So we have to, we're going to address this right now. I, I feel like that's very lame and indicative of who we are in society, as opposed to saying, look, this isn't right. We should work towards something that makes sense. We wait till something happens and then says, oh, wait, we're going to get on this because this is a serious issue. I feel like that's lame. I really do. I feel like that's lame and very reactive. It's no different than us as analysts. You know, I'm in the studio at ESPN and, you know, Purdue wins five in a row. It's, Purdue's unbeatable. No, stop being reactive. You know, the reality is there are a lot of variables to everything. There are a lot of variables to a team being good and being good consistently and sustainably. And there's a lot of variables to something as simple and silly as as court storming, right? There's a lot of things you should consider. And what's going to end up happening is you're going to put a a bad Band-Aid over over something that really didn't need a Band-Aid in the first place. It just needed attention. Right? It's just a scrape. It doesn't need a Band-Aid. Just put some aquifer on it. Like, hey, look, this is an issue, but this is how we're going to go about it because we do like court storming. And I think court storming is fun for, for these kids. As the kids that storm the court, it's the greatest thing in the world for them. And, and I don't think you want to take that away. I, I just don't trust anybody who, in a reactionary way, has to get together with all the presidents and the commissioners and we're going to discuss this because it's a real issue. It's like, Look, this has been something that you should have considered a long time ago, and the only reason you're doing it now is to save face. So I, I look for leadership, not, not followership, because that sounds like a bunch of followers. 
Yeah, that I would definitely agree with you on. John Crispin is here with us from Westwood One. When you think about action on the court, it seems like over the past week, a lot of the stories that we've had have dealt with uh, Rick Pitino losing his mind. We've seen <laughs> yeah. we've seen uh, UConn lose to Creighton. Uh, we had this nonsense over the weekend. What's actually going on on the court, and what can we look forward to over the next few weeks as people really start dialing in? Well, that's that last part you just mentioned. Start dialing in. I, I think I've been waiting for that all season, right? That's that's been the biggest challenge in, in this new era with transfer portal and name, image, and likeness is is finding this continuity to be able to find sustainability and consistency. We we usually talk about culture and identity. Well, it's really hard to have culture without consistency, and it's really hard to have consistency with a new team every other year. And, and a new different payroll every year, which completely changes the dynamic for these guys. So I, I do think what we're going to continue to see is what we've seen. It's a, it's a lot of inconsistency for reasons known and unknown. There's a lot of things beneath the surface that we just don't know, right? The, the dynamics, the social dynamics of a team. Do, do players really like each other? Do coaches even like their teams? I think that was evident with Rick Petito. It's like, do you really like your team? I mean, I, I call games in the American at times that I got a lot of FAU in Memphis. Um, Penny frustrated with his team. And you, you sit there and goes like, well, well, cause you just, you, you brought them in. You didn't recruit them. It's a big difference. And I think the world is different in, in that sense right now. So we're dealing with instability. We're do, dealing with this inconsistency, but there are a lot of teams out there. I say 20 teams that could win a national championship if they just put it together for the right amount of games. I mean, it's, it's that wild. We talk about parody. I, I don't know if it's parody or if it's potential, right? Parody is like everyone's pretty much the same. It's like, no, no, everyone has the potential to be really good, but they also have the potential to be pretty bad. I mean, that's the UConn at, at Creighton. Creighton makes a lot of shots. UConn can't figure it out. They have the potential to be bad, just like they have the potential to be really good. And while that's frustrating at times for the game of basketball, NCAA tournament's going to be wild. And anybody that, that puts, you know, more than a few bucks on the line. It's crazy because I think we've learned in previous years, like, you know, predict the unpredictable this year, you know, times that by a hundred. Well, John, let me ask you this. We know that Houston is, is sitting at the top of the rankings right now. Yep. Uh, every, everybody crows about the defense that, that Calvin Sampson employs. Would you say that in a couple of weeks that they will still be the odds on favorite as we move into the tournament in selection Sunday? You know, it's hard to say because the Big 12 is so good. It's their first year in the Big 12, and they're one of those teams where it's like some teams when you move to a conference, you really have to adjust to the conference. You have to adapt to it in a way. I think Maryland went through that when coming to the Big 10. You know, Rutgers in a way, Nebraska in a way. Like they, they move conferences. There's, there's an adjustment period. For Houston, they have such a strong culture and identity with what they do defensively, but it's really more so their toughness, like their collective toughness. It's something that everyone else has to adjust to. And, and I think that's why Houston's consistently good, is, is they're not changing for anybody. They're forcing you to level up against them. So I'd have a tough time thinking that they're not going to be in the mix. Will they win the Big 12s and win the Big 12 tournament? I, who knows? I mean, it's really still wide open. And, and it doesn't mean that you're, you're playing the best teams in the Big 12. Like You could be playing the top five teams in the, or the bottom five teams in the Big 12 and still lose some games. It's just the way it is in college basketball. But once we get to the NCAA tournament, I do think Houston is, you know, at least a second weekend team. I think they know how to score. You got LJ Cryer and Jamal Shedd. I mean, those two guys alone 
you've got guard play that, that allows them to win at a high level. And you go back to the Kelvin Sampson teams, you know, years ago, like, what was his name? Gray, um, that lost to Michigan on that buzzer beater. That was a final four level team. They had great guard play. They could score it. They were still tough. They still defended, but they could score it. This team can. So if they continue to kind of explore scoring opportunities while being who they are defensively and in and, and regards to that toughness, yeah, yeah, they should be one of those teams that you're talking about as a legitimate Final Four contender. Any team that you feel has yet to peak here as we go towards the tournament, John? Uh, um, all of them. I mean, because <laughs> I, I, even even Houston, like they're 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 slow at times when they could be a little faster, which means they could get games in the 80s, but they keep them in the 60s, right? I think Carolina is one of those teams. You look at Armando Baycott and R.J. Davis, like. They're two really experienced guys, but the other thing is they're program guys, right? They've, they've been around this program. They've been around the institution. They've been around the community. So they understand the value of winning at North Carolina, and I, I think that's one thing that jumps out to me. that I, I can see a late-season run from them. The other one's Arizona. I think Arizona is one of the most dangerous teams in the country, and the best thing that happened to them is they've struggled, right? They've, they've struggled a little bit, and they've, they've faltered, but – you're going to get that sense of urgency late in the season. And once the NCAA tournament starts, it's a new season. You know, they're no longer going to be in the Pac-12 next year, so it's a weird year right now, kind of a purgatory year. So, so I think Arizona's one of those teams. If they find it at the right time, you could be looking at national championship good Arizona. Okay. Well, we, we don't got to wait too much longer to figure out what these seedings are going to look like in a couple of days yeah. or a couple of weeks, I should say. And then we're all going to be firmly entrenched in, in March Madness as we move towards the week of the 17th selection Sunday. We know the tournament gets going, first four. There's also been word now about an expansion of the tournament. Do we really need to widen it anymore? No, I heard my boy Jay Will in the studio, or maybe it was game day, talking about that. We um, talked about 90-some teams, and I'm just like, for, for what? Like, And here's the irony. The same people that are asking for an expanded field are the ones that are saying that you know the, the NCAA is evil and, and they're just sucking the money out of everything. I, it, the only reason you expand the tournament is for money, right? And if that's something you're going to do, maybe just to pay players, then you're going to lose the interest in the tournament. People, people aren't really going to be as interested in it because you're going to have teams that everyone knows aren't really that good in the field. And you end up watering down what is a very competitive field. And, and when I say very competitive, look at the 16 seeds that have won, right? Look at the 15 seeds, 14 seeds, 13 seeds, and then even the FAUs of the world. Last year, I believe they were an eight or a nine seed. I mean, those teams are capable of getting to a Final Four. And I just think if we expand the field, you're bringing in what I would just consider inferior teams that Man. still have the capability of upsetting someone, but probably don't have the capability of sustaining that high level long enough. Otherwise they would have made the feel of 64. So I, I just, I feel like once again, we, we kind of take talking points and we roll with it. But the reality is you'd be welcoming teams that barely have a winning record just to make more money. And at some point, the whole narrative and rhetoric that is like this evil NCA, it's going to look even worse if we do that. So I like the competitive field that we have. Uh, I'm sure back when it was 32, people were, you know, going crazy when they moved it to 64. So, you know, we don't really, I guess we don't really like too much change. And there's been a lot of it in college basketball. Yeah, tons and tons. I hope that they don't expand the field. Well, John, thank you for taking the time 
to hop on with us and, and, and share your thoughts and give us some just perspective as to what we can expect as well Amen. over the next couple of weeks. Where can people follow you and your work as you're on air? Yeah, I'm on air. I'm on air with ESPN, doing a little studio, do a lot of uh, do a lot of games. I actually have UVA at Duke this Saturday at 6 o'clock. That'll be a good one. Uh, be interested to see what, what Duke team shows up and how healthy they are. It's going to be it's going to be interesting, but I also do the tournament for Westwood One. I'll be doing the American Athletic Tournament down in uh, Fort Worth for for ESPN. But then once once that uh, once that selection so starts, man, I'm getting ready. I'm not sure where I'm going yet, but I'll be someplace uh, with Westwood One for the NCAA tournament. So it's a fun fun month and a half or so, uh, and then I'll take a breath and play some golf. Hey, bags all packed and ready. Well, thank you, John. Look forward to chatting with you on down the line. Okay. All right, you got it. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.